0: Welcome everyone to Hit the Books. I'm Thomas Kasali with the man, the myth, the legend, Joey Kanish. Kanish, how you doing today?
1: I'm good, baby. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, a new, new international fame. So uh, you know, feels like a big. Uh, I know. Uh, you know, you, you told producer Zach you're you're a little nervous. Uh, you know, and with uh, you know, now with the international superstar. So uh, yeah, hey, tell me about that work to the book. Thanksgiving every day. I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ. Now you know, having having a double dip, trying to you know It's unbelievable. Here, yeah, I agree with you, bad man. I, I don't. I need a new agent because uh, I'm not. I'm not getting enough for this. But good yeah, to be well, here. Conference championship we're,
0: weekend. We're gonna get into all that. I can't wait. But hey, Kanish, new big news since we last uh been on here. We're now sponsored by Circa Sports, the uh, the best sports book in the in the business. Hit the books on the Hammer Network is presented to you by Circus sports. I know you're a big circus sports fan, Kanish. Bet like the pros, like you, with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Experience big app bets with the highest betting limits, better money line splits with the lowest hold percentage, best customer service, and more. Sports betting on the go has never been better. Now you can download, fund, and bet like a pro from anywhere in Nevada. Get your new bookie today at circusports.com. Uh, now, Kanish, I don't. You know, I, I'm not in the state of Nevada as much as I'd like because it's a—it's uh, not two minutes from my living room. But I know you like to go out there, and when you do, I see you tweeting. It's Circus Sports, right? They treat you right over there.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Legit place. Uh, obviously, if you haven't had a chance, anybody else you know—to to attend the sports, but absolutely insane. You know the scene they got there. Um, uh, and again. Obviously, you know a lot of a lot of stuff about the betting limits and stuff. Even if you're not, I mean, they're expanding over the country in a few new states. And even even if you're not in a state with Circus Sports at, you can use the internet, whether it be on the screen or downloading the app, uh, to use their numbers, monitor how it moves. Uh, they they are, you know, like uh, you know, people watch. You know, I've, I've talked about Chris and Pinnacle for a lot of sports, including I think college football. They're the sharpest book on earth right now. So uh, even even if you don't have the chance to bet there yet, uh, hopefully they're they're getting to a state near you. Uh, I, I still use. Uh, I mean, obviously I bet there myself, and still use even in on the games that I'm not actually you know betting down on. They're uh, they're, they're you know I mean basically like their number is the number that you you want to monitor. So. Um, yeah, love, love that we got them on board. Um, and uh, and Mr. Benson, there's nobody better in customer service than uh, Jeffrey Benson. If you're going out there, he'll take care of you.
0: Yeah, and Kanish, we're going to be talking about this later on when I mention a future I have going this week and why I wish I could bet at a place like Circus Sports, and I'm not even a pro better, but we're going to get into all that. First of all, though, <laughs> as popular as Circus Sports is, there's nothing as popular these days than Joey Kanish now listen, Kanish. I'm sure there's been tweets with more likes, but I've personally never seen a tweet with that many likes in my life. I could not believe it. If those of you listen, I am standing next to the the Michigan Man, the the legend. From there it is, the tweet. And listen, you think Joey Kiddish is only about football. He's he's also about football. Man, man, of, really, the World man of global <laughs> mystery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, you sent out a tweet about this Iranian female who was in the crowd saying you would gladly help get her a green card. Um, first of all, I want to know, am I safe? Um, is there, what do they call it, a flatwa or uh, basically a mafia hit? that iran puts on people do you have one of those on you right now and am i safe just talking to you
1: well let's just say you know, hopefully uh you know i don't know if the iranian government like that tweet too much uh you know they're not they're not too big on uh, you know people taking the taking the women over there but i mean uh yeah i, I guess i wasn't expecting you know two hundred thousand. i think part of it was like i mean there you know, hundreds of millions of people watching that game across the world they yeah. panned to her like the game ends. USA wins. The first crowd shot is like this absolutely gorgeous Iranian woman in the crowd. Where I think everybody, everybody on every man on earth was like, "Whoa!" Uh, so uh, you know, I probably uh, you know phrased it uh, you know to some good timing there. So, however, even with all the traffic, even with all the retweets and the lights and the. Con- Still nothing. Nobody's found her. I don't know if she, did. you know, maybe she doesn't have social media. Maybe they're not allowed to have social media. I don't know. But uh, I, I there is, she has not been found yet in terms of uh you know anybody finding her IG or TikTok or any of that stuff. So uh, still uh still a long lost mystery. Maybe one day uh you know we'll we'll, we'll cross paths and she'll uh, she'll be able to you know at least uh you know reject me online.
0: Well, even, what was even better than the tweet was reading the comments, which I spent a good hour doing. So now you have so, about seven yeah. different groups after you. You know, Kanisha, let me just bring this up. When I first, like, I, th- I think an intelligent human being can see if something, like, first of all, sometimes things are shady. This was obviously meant to be a joke to anybody with a brain, right? And like, when I first started on social media, I'm a very sarcastic person. And I realized before we had the laughing emoji, People weren't getting what I was saying as a joke, so I was like, yeah. all right, that's enough of that. I felt like I, w- I, I read this tweet, and it's an obvious attempt at humor, and uh, I, I saw some comments who are uh, trying to cancel you. They think otherwise, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I, I think people that follow me in the gambling Twitter circle, you know, like, everybody realized, like, the joke and the bit, but then it started reaching some other corners of the internet yeah. that uh, – uh, it got you know for the first I would say you know the first day the first I you know obviously some funny comments I was laughing I was reading the quote tweets it started to reach kind of the dark corners of the internet there as it progressed on uh, and then some people who, who didn't find it as entertaining uh, and had some you know uh, you know I hope I hope uh, you know this guy uh, dies a painful death there uh, you know quote <laughs> tweet uh. so yeah, uh, yeah and Lexi didn't like that either so <laughs> yeah yeah uh, some some of the things here when you get uh, the viral tweet is you start Getting a uh, a segment of people that no matter where you reach that are uh, that are not going to be happy with you. So yeah, uh,
0: well, I got to be honest, Kanish. For me, ironically, I thought that's the second funniest tweet you sent that day. Your original tweet about how you were rooting for Iran, I showed my son. We just started laughing, um, to which he said, "Good. Now we know the United States is going to win." But uh, <laughs> I mean, to me, that was—I—I I, I died when I read your first tweet that uh, <laughs> of you back, uh, the only man on Earth backing Iran. In, in the United <laughs> oh, States. I,
1: actually, I had Iran. This, uh, this is like from the summer. I had some uh, Iran to advance out of the group. Right. Had some very big prices, to be honest with you. So, uh, and a man who you know my allegiance is only goes as far as as the US dollar not the USA the USD uh right. so yeah the, i uh i you know I, I good good for the again good for america they outplayed them they totally deserve to go through uh i actually thought iran would be a little bit more uh, even though it was only one 0 us dominated that game for the first 75 yeah. 80 minutes so fully deserved to get out of there uh but cost Joey K a little bit in the pocketbook uh you know hopefully uh i then you know my uh, Iran, Iranian princess can find me one day and then make up for it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to American football. That's a. Uh, this uh, is my real right it, back to back yeah, to business here. Let's get to American football. Now we've been off a couple of weeks, Kanish. Now I knew. You know, tell,
1: tell me about. We thought we lost you there for a second. Tom. Yep, How and, you uh, feeling?
0: Good. You finally beat me in a game, and I darn near – I was so I'm surprised right. was I darn near, near died. You UCF, yeah. you know, calling yeah, it out. I like, was ah. yeah, so like, you know, like having to call the
1: hospital.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I got a rematch this week. I want to get your thoughts on that one. But that was the first time you beat me, UCF, who has beaten the snot out of me all season. I think I'm like 0-6 betting against them. I've just given up. Um, but they're going to play Tulane this week, but I was one game over 500 and ironically the two weeks we were gone, I went five and five. So basically I'm a human coin flip this year in college football, but I got a couple of plays this week and I got a big future going. So I want to get your thoughts. My first bet of the week. I don't, I have no idea how you're going to react to this one. I have Clemson minus seven and a half. Okay. And here's why. I just think this North Carolina defense, similar to how I bet North uh, Notre Dame against them earlier in the year, they just can't stop. Uh, Clemson, if they were facing any kind of defense, I wouldn't like laying seven and a half. But you look what Notre Dame did to them, uh, you know, 280, 289 through the air, 287 on the ground. I just feel like Clemson is similar, and that's how they're going to bully them. And DJU won't really be a factor in this game. Uh, what do you think of this one?
1: You know, I've gone – this is probably the one that I've gone uh, back and forth on the, the most there. Uh, I remember there was they had, there was some look-ahead lines up uh, during uh, the game where, you know, UNC's losing to NC State and looking terrible. And I, like, was trying to bet as much Clemson, uh, minus 7, 7.5 as I could. And then what happens is, of course, then the following day, Clemson loses outright to South Carolina in a game their defense can't stop anything. Um, I would say – at this point, I'm slightly leaning North Carolina. Do I want to make this a direct head-to-head? Uh, I don't think so. To 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 churn, you know, I'm, I'm on my hot streak here to against it to end the season. Um, <laughs> I'm not super bullish on one of these sides either way. It's it's two teams that uh, you know I said on Monday show I wish they were playing. You know, probably we'll look to fade them in bowl season. I think they'll both have a bunch of opt outs. I think both teams that uh, you know I'd love to fade this week. to playing each other. Um, I, again, I can't make a great case for UNC's defense. It, it's a bad unit. They, they've looked at And teams have started, if you looked at the last couple of weeks, what Georgia Tech did, what NC State did, um, they've started to kind of curtail the Drake May. You know, they've dropped into a little bit of what Michigan did with Ohio State. Two deep safeties, dropping into zone coverage, making UNC's not hitting those splash plays. They're making run a little bit more. Uh, they, they've been significantly less efficient. So the playbook, is there for Clemson um, I although it, it's just this Clemson offense laying over a touchdown um, just it, it's just it's just been a disgusting uh, season for their offense um, so again I don't have a big take there I know Clemson has more talent UNC's been in a little bit of a dip of form there I think they're they're they've you know kind of the playbook to, to slow them down has been booked so I, I can't tell you too much on it for me it, it's it's one of those that's that I'm not going to have too much action on either way. Uh, but, you know, I don't I don't blame it for taking definitely the more talented side.
0: Yeah, and this is a complete fate of North Carolina. I mean, I think Clemson is one of the most overvalued teams in the country this season. I'm glad they lost to South Carolina so we don't have to even hear about them remotely stepping foot into a four-team playoff, which I don't think they deserve to be in. And Steven Robinson in the chat says, Drake may apparently shopping around a new for a new nil deal. You know how how focused, how dialed in is he going to be this week? So, you know, it, it's interesting. I I it just that's that's the game. It, and the thing is, Kenish, you made a good point about like if North Carolina had finished the season hot, I probably would have stayed away. But they lost to Georgia Tech. They lost to NC State with their third team quarterback. I mean, as bad as Clemson's looked over this last month, I think North Carolina looked even worse. So I'm going to go with Dabo. I'm going to go with the Tigers. And I uh, hope we get a we get a blowout in the ACC game. I mean, listen, I don't know, man. That late slate, woo. We got that game, and we got Michigan-Purdue, which I hit my Purdue Big West future there. Kanish needed Iowa to lose at home to Nebraska. Got the miracle, um, and now Purdue wins me the money and is now the sacrificial lamb for your Michigan team. I was on Michigan. It's too bad we didn't have the show. That was one of my favorite bets of the season. I was a little nervous about Blake Corum. I'm not going to lie. I put the bet in actually two weeks before the game at plus seven and a half. Uh, But as I've said on this show before, the best, maybe the best run blocking offensive line tight end group I've seen in college football. I knew at some point they would bully those guys, and they did. So those are going to be the night games. I, I got another game that I think might be the game of the day. I took Fresno State plus three and a half against Boise State. Right, now these are two teams, two of the hottest teams in the in the country. Kanish, uh, Boise is six and one since they uh, since Green became the quarterback. Since uh, 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 Jake Hayner came back for Fresno State at quarterback, they haven't lost a game. They're 7-0. and Now, they met earlier in the season when Hayner was out, and Boise State, you know, they killed them. But I look at this game, and I looked at it up and down, and I'm like, man, this feels like a last drive kind of game. I know Boise gets the advantage of being on the blue turf, but the way Fresno State is playing on both sides of the ball, I think they're the better team. So I took the three and a half.
1: Yeah, no, I like this one. Uh, you know, I again we Brad talked, Brad and I talked about it on Monday show. Uh, Lines been trading three, three and a half all week. Again, I, I don't take too much out of the first man because Hayner, I, I think outside of uh, maybe Chris Reynolds from Charlotte and uh, McCall from from Coastal when he's right, there there might be. I think he's at top five, at least top ten, and what what you know like a uh, starter to backup drop off in terms of you know QB points that are worth. To the spread there, um, I mean, I, I I would have said he's worth seven eight points over over five. So to me, again, I'm not going to take too much out of that first match. Also, Fresno middle of the year dealt with a number of other injuries, <laughs> um, and Boise State here has now seen a raft not guys that that your you know your your kind of average fans going to know, but a lot of guys that are key to their defense have gotten hurt here end of the year. So uh, it's a Boise team that definitely. Improved on offense, uh, you know, making making the quarterback switch, improved on, you know, the offensive play calling. However, I still think they're a little limited in the passing game. And, and this is a game that I don't think, you know, you're not going to be able to hold Fresno down to, you know, 7, 10, 14 points in that. I think Fresno's going to get theirs. Uh, I think better quarterback, better coach, and a comparable talent. You know, Boise State in, in the Mountain West weekend goes out. They're, they I mean, they show up, and the guys that get off the bus are, you know, a touchdown at worst, better than any other team they're going to play. This is the only team in the Mountain West that can compare to them, uh, you know, on on a 22, you know, depth charger roster wise, uh, that has the kind of talent um, that that you know isn't going to be able to get, you know, smoked uh, day in and day out. And but again, Mountain West, the rendition of the Mountain West very bad this year. It was uh, kind of similar to a, uh, you know, a. a Big 10 there, Michigan, Ohio State, you know, drop off to Penn State, and then a drop, the floor goes out. It's been Fresno, Boise, and then kind of the floor goes out on the Mountain West. So a little hard to, to know what you're getting, you know, uh, with these two teams that, that have honestly been in good form. But when I factor in some of the Boise injuries uh, and the, how Fresno's back in form, Hayner looks 100%. I agree with you. I, I think it's one that, you know, th- these two teams, uh, even if we want to mix in some, some HFA for Boise on the blue turf here, uh, I'd have right around a pick, and I can't get to three and a half. So give me Fresno. I like the three and a half. I like your pick there. Uh, I think getting over getting over a field goal is the play.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the you know that's kind of why I took a futures bet on Air Force at the beginning of the year. I thought the Mountain West was down. Obviously, Bachmeyer was still the quarterback at the time, who was. I mean, I don't want to pile on the kid, but was I don't, keeping the program down. I, I mean, he's been there for 75 years, and the they made the switch there. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's a great Mountain West. I think this is an even game. Like you said, I have it at a pick two. So, getting the three and a half, I'm going to take it. Now, the game I, I really want to hear your thoughts on. So, now, I got a Kansas State plus 1,500 future going to win the Big 12. And okay, obviously, they're playing TCU in a rematch. Kansas State led them 28-10. First meeting, TCU came storming back, uh, low line. Uh, I did not hedge, and here's why. I didn't hedge because I can't bet at Circus Sports, and the book I bet at took $125 on the future. Now, I'm not a pro better. all right? Listen, if you can't take money from me, then there's the door, right? I mean, I was trying to put 200 on it, Kanish, and they only gave me 125 That's nonsense. That's absolutely complete nonsense. So... I don't have a, you know, I don't have a ton of money riding on this. It's like eighteen hundred. Um, I, I hedge on a case to case basis. I got twenty two thousand riding on Creighton if they make the final game. <laughs> I'll hedge there. I'm not, I'm not going to go home with nothing on twenty two thousand. But eighteen hundred, I feel like it's not enough. Um, I do lean TCU here. I think their defense has played a little better the last couple of weeks. But I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to let it ride on the Kansas State plus 1,500. What do you see with this game?
1: Yeah, you know, the first time these two teams played, uh, you know, Kansas State was one of my, uh, you know, favorite plays uh, of to the season at that point and ended up being one of the worst beats of the season at that yeah. point. You know, up 18, going in the half there, total meltdown in the second half of the backup quarterback. I tend to think, though, like, this is one that, that you know you, – I think TCU was more vulnerable earlier in I the agree. season. Uh, I think their defense was playing worse at that point earlier in the season. As it's going on here, uh, their defense is playing much better now. They seem to have got Quentin Johnson a little bit healthier. So it's a spot, you know, this is when I, I was significantly more bullish on Kansas State, the first rendition around, than I am this time. And I, I agree with you, like, In terms of everybody's got their own hedge, uh, I think you've got to do what's right for you. I I agree. I'm at the same point here, where if it's not life changing money, and I don't think the other side, case by case, is an actual like plus EV bet, then I'm just gonna let it ride. So I don't blame you there. Um, Again, this is one that you know, if I was gonna take Kansas State, I was looking for a three. Uh, You know, friend of the show, sharp guy, I know, released two and a half today. So now there's some. One and a half ones, uh, you know, trading out there. I don't have a, a unique position on this game. It was going to be waiting to see if I could get Kansas State for the three. It didn't come. So it's one where, uh, you know, uh, for, on these conference championship games where, uh, you know, there's on a normal college football Saturday, I can't do a ton of live stuff. I've got, a, you know, a, a million games going on. I'm betting other games that I haven't started yet. I'm watching the market and that. The conference championship Saturday, where you're only getting one or two games yeah. you know, that don't have some overlap. Also, you have high, a lot of these places will take higher limits on the live game when it's the only game on. Um, this is one I'm just going to sit there, you know, instead of, you know, like, I'm not going to force a bet there when I think the line is right. Um, I'm going to go into it where I'm just going to, uh, you know, see if I can get a live price that I find attractive. Um, Steven brings up a good point in the chat the 11 straight weeks, you know, that that's one that, um, I mean, not too many teams there uh, over the course yeah. of the season are ever at this point where they're playing 11 straight games. The issue I'm, I'm having there is, like, last week they played Iowa State off a of 10 straight, and that was their best game of the season. They absolutely yeah. laid the f- hammer down and crushed them by 60. So, uh, you know, it's a team that, that you know, I, I would have expected a few soft spots here the last few weeks, but they've actually, you know, some of the better games of the season they played the last few weeks. Um, again, it's a team that, you know, I think people use, you know, some of this like did they get extremely fortunate with quarterback, you know, opponent injuries and that? Yes, but this, you know, that is a different segment of the season yeah. that they got through. So now I, I see them just been playing better the last few weeks. Um, And a team that the line is, is, you know, if I could get Kansas State at the price we got in the first matchup, of course I'd take them. Now you're getting, at, you know, closer to, you know, under a field goal. Which is just not just not at the point where I'm going to buy it. So it'll be alive or nothing for me. Um, I, I, you know, I do like the under. Actually, played some. Let me see what's the best price on the under out there at the moment. Uh, but I did play some under 62 and a half. And there's actually I'm fine with it. 61 and a half. There's still some 62 out there with circuit trading. 61 and a half. I still like the under. Um, I see uh, there's another sharp book that's gone to sixty and a half. I think this will close 61, 60, 60, and a half there. So I still like the under a couple of 62 still out there. Um, so that's the only like pregame side I'm going to have on this. Not every pregame uh, play I'm going to have on this is the total. Uh, nothing on the side for me. But uh, I'll be rooting for you though with the, uh, the Kansas State futures. So um, th- yeah, hopefully uh, they can get home for you. But and, and uh, as long as TCU still gets in the playoff and doesn't allow an Ohio State back in, just to make just to make that clear. So, uh, yeah, so as long I'll, as I have a Buckeyes and getting in there, then I'm okay.
0: I want. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Now, firstly, I, I agree with you. I think if TCU was going to get beat, I feel like it would have happened already. They they've had multiple. Now now they're one game away. I'm in the extreme minority. I think if TCU loses this game. They better be nervous. Let's uh, USC wins. USC wins okay. and TCU loses, right? Ohio State is sitting there now. The committee has told us all year this is a top two team. They lost to Michigan, who is a top three team according to the committee. I I don't know if it'll happen, but there's going to be a long discussion about Ohio State and TCU. What do you think?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I mean, number one, I think if. If USC loses, to, I, I think they're I think they're out, and Ohio State yeah. getting that four spot. TCU, um, it. I'll give you my personal opinion. I don't think the Big Ten was good enough this year to get two teams. I'm just saying this because Michigan won, you know, the game and is now in the spot. I don't think this rendition of the Big Ten deserves two teams. Um, but. I wouldn't feel super comfortable if I'm, uh, you know, Texas Christian. I, I mean, I thought the Big 12 this year was super – it didn't have, you know, great elite teams at the top. But, the, you know, one through – like, they had – there was no way like, – it wasn't like even, you know, Kansas and Texas Tech. Those were competitive teams. So, uh, you know, I, I think TCU should be in regardless of this result, especially because they beat Kansas State already. But I – I again I agree with your, your take that I wouldn't feel super comfortable. I could see the committee putting them in. You know, I mean in Ohio State, Georgia, round one matchup is very attractive if you care about things like eyeballs and money, uh, yep. which I the committee does. So uh
0: and if you yeah. care about things about sagging playoff ratings. Right. Yeah. Let me yeah. see. We get a we get a final four of Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, USC. I think the committee would sign up for that, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, well, I, I agree. Yeah, so, you
1: better handle their business. Just, just, to make yeah, it just. Well,
0: I don't want them to win, but if they want to get in, then win. Um, yeah, So, Kanish, let's talk about just a, before we go here. Uh, we don't have. I don't have plays on. them. am see if you do the the game you beat me on Tulane and UCF. Um, man, Jesus. That game, UCF's had, talk about a team that's had some luck this year. I, I, every time I bet against them, there's seven calls go their way. There's fumbles <laughs> popping up in the air. I mean, that that's kind that Tulane had some bad calls go against them in that first game. Um, how do you view this game? I was surprised that Tulane was three and a half.
1: Well, you know, so I thought originally that, uh, you know, it looked like uh, John Rice probably blew his hammy in the their the last game of the regular season there apparently he's good to go um but he's one that like his, i mean his whole uh play, you know his his whole claim to fame there is his explosiveness on the ground so if he's not 100 uh you know i think mikey king's been okay you know coming in a relief it's a different skill set though a little bit more of a passer, a lot less explosive as a runner so it changes their definitely their their mo um am i a little surprised that that, you know, after UCF just absolutely jackhammered Tulane a few weeks ago, that now this line has gone up to four? Yes. Um, I, I had some, uh, you know, probably my biggest future price uh, that, that I've had in the last few years is this Tulane going into this game. So I played some UCF as, as a little bit of a, number one, again, as we talked about, not something that I would have hedged originally, but... I thought this got up to you know four four and a half some places. Obviously, our friend uh, you know the the pro line Timmy Hose uh, plays you a know, four and a half there. But again, I, I agree. I think four is too high here. Um, it, it's one I'd be even a little bit more bullish on if I if I felt great about Plumlee's overall health. Um, so that, that's one thing that you know I don't think you'll know until kind of the game's going. But uh, yeah, I, I just think that yeah, this number is too high for me. Uh, even though you know at Tulane and that, I think it's just a tough match. It's it's one of those that I liked Tulane better against you know the Cincinnati and SMU uh, where they had you know trench advantage in that. You know, UCF I think is just a tougher matchup for them. So um, yeah, I'm forced I uh Would slightly lean that way. Um, obviously, I played it independently, but as a, a little bit of a piece, there's a you know a, a future edge. Um, so. Yeah, Tulane would be, uh, you know, a, a, a tough one to back there at three and a half four. So yeah, I'm a slight lean on the, the UCF at current.
0: Okay, now what about the two games with the big spreads? Any either underdog at Georgia laying the points against LSU? Jeez, um, I don't I don't know what LSU was doing last week. But and then your Michigan team, I I, I told you I have a, I had a Purdue future, so I've seen a lot of Purdue football. Good luck is all I'm <laughs> going to tell you. Um, hey, either one of those underdogs uh, that you like this week?
1: You know, I lay, I lay Georgia uh, at, at a couple of different numbers. Uh, I think mo- I think all the 17s are gone at this point. They might come back. It looks like uh, they you know, might get a flat 17 again. But, um, you know, I played some uh, basically like 14 through 16 and a half on Georgia for as much. Again, I I know he practiced this week. I know he's going to give it a go. Um, I refuse to think that. After last week, we're getting nicked up twice. Uh, one that looked actually bad with his ankle, that Jane Daniels is going to be 100% or close to it. And he's not a guy, if he can't present those, uh, you know, the, the plays with his legs and get outside the pocket and that, he's just not a guy who can sit in the pocket and break you down. So, um, and again, Georgia's one that, that hey, it's been a night. Again, Brian Kelly, all the credit in the world for getting this team here. He They won the right games. Um, but as you, as you saw last week against Texas A&M, um, I just don't think, I think this LSU team has has played above, you know, their head throughout the year. They got a nicked up quarterback. And now Georgia's kind of been sitting there that when when they've gone up against, uh, you know, the premium opponents this year, they've brought it. And I think this is one that, you know, they kind of, they did a little bit of a, you know, very similar to the Michigan game plans against the lesser opponents where they'd keep a lot in the bag. They'd go very conservative. uh, But when they come up against the premium teams on the schedule, they're going to bring it out. uh, So, I, I think I think Georgia just, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And again, I'll take egg on the face if it's not. I think they're going to smash LSU here. Uh, I, I really do. So I laid it. Um, I'd still feel fine at 17, 17 and a half would be smaller for me. Um, Michigan, I will say, if, if this was, and I, you know, it's funny. To, I agree with your read, like, obviously quorum's out. Their best defender, best, the pass rusher, Mike Morris, barely played last week. They're starting tight end. Luke schoonmaker was hurt. They've got some legitimate injuries here. It's just that this Purdue team, I don't, you know, it's funny that, like, this is the team that, that goes to the, the Big Ten West for Jeff Brom. I, I think Jeff Brom has had two or three different Purdue teams yeah. that were better than this team that is going to the Big Ten Championship, that were more dangerous. They just... It's not a team that has a ton of like high-level talent on both sides of the ball. Um, I'm not sure they do anything like particularly like they're they're a calling card anything like particularly well. Um, it, again, Michigan is a little banged up, uh, but if I if I was going to back Purdue here, I again I told I talked to the, the you Better you bet boys this week that I really needed more of like 17 and a half, 18. Um, And I don't know if it's going to get there now Uh, as, as you know, circa. And again, this is one that, you know, I look at, even though there's, you know, a lot of the markets at 16 and a half, even a 16. What's the sharpest book with the biggest limit at right now? And it's circa and it's at 17. Um, so it's one that I'm, I'm not looking to back Purdue, and, and this is another one where we talk live. If I can get a Purdue, you know, if Michigan scores early, and you're talking about a 21-and-a-half, a 24-and-a-half, a where I've got, you know, an Aiden O'Connell that's going to throw it probably 50 times and some backdoor potential, that that's much more attractive to me uh, than, than jumping on any of the pregame lines there. Um, so, yeah, I, if... If there was a better team out of the West, I'd feel more bullish against a you know kind of a banged up Michigan team coming off that emotional game in Columbus. Um, but I just, I, again, I'm I'm with you that it's 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 a hard team to back for me in terms of like they're they're at a significant talent disadvantage on both sides of the ball. Um, and just a yeah, a team that I'm I'm not you know super excited to back there uh, that I think has a uh, has a lot of you know upset potential or any of that. So uh, yeah, nothing yeah, and I, game I, on that one for me.
0: Yeah, and you know like uh, I think O'Connell could go home in a body bag. I don't think he's played particularly well. I was surprised I won this, but I gave up on it weeks ago, uh, and they got back in it because the West. I mean, to be honest, I know it was before Ohio State, but for me, the team that would match up the best with Michigan is Illinois. Um, we totally saw them playing tough and I again I know that it's before the big game maybe they weren't all there but just in terms of matchups Illinois no Michigan it would have been a much better and game and
1: Illinois is I mean just power rating Illinois is a TD better than anybody in the west like it's kind of a you know I mean they just lost the wrong games like, you know like it's kind of a you know unfortunate for them that uh, they that they're not here cuz they lost you know lost that game at home in Purdue um and, yeah, I know Aiden O'Connor, Stephen in the chat, you know, dealing with the loss of his brother. He missed some practice time this oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's – that's. I mean, that doesn't help, Uh, you know, missing some of the you know, uh, – hopefully, for him's sake, you know, he, he can get there and, you know, perform well. But, um, yeah, it's just like, you know, that they've got – Got a walk on running back like I know Charlie Jones with the Iowa transfer, and he's doing. But like, there's just not like the, it's funny because Purdue's had guys like you know Rondale Moore, Carlaftis, like legitimate high level NFL talent in some of these years past. They don't have it in those guys. Uh, they've just you know they've kind of just uh, they played a soft schedule. They didn't play Michigan or Ohio State during the regular season. They won the right games, and now they're here. Uh, I just don't think it's a particularly good Purdue team. So uh, yeah, it's it's a pass for me in the pregame for them.
0: All right, well, hopefully we'll get some good games this weekend, uh, Kanish, uh, You've been watching Hit the Books on the Hammer Betting Network, powered by Circus Sports. Uh, love having them as a sponsor. Bet Like a Pro, the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Experience big app bets with the highest betting limits, betting money line splits, and the lowest hold percentage, best customer service, and more. Get your new bookie today at CircusSports.com um is this it condition is this it for us today are we canceled that, that we're done after this week i don't know i don't know what's going on nobody I tells think, me anything i, around I here.
1: probably uh, i think we are have a little bowl season uh you know kind of thing. we gotta wait for the bowl lines to come out but you know i think we'll have a uh you know a, a, a tommy bowls here uh you know, five packs. So yeah, no, don't, don't try and get out of it. I got, I gotta get some more, uh, you know, head to head chances here with the bowl season. So uh, I, now let me—is is
0: Army Bowl eligible? Because you know I'm going option. I saw that. I think they tried to file and because so they, they had a couple of FCS games. I don't think they got oh, approved. Okay. So so I, I don't, know, I don't know how
1: the you know the, I don't know they're not very patriotic the bowl committee to not leave Army yeah. out. But I know you would have loved some triple option. Uh, some triple option bowl season there. Uh, yeah, it's
0: your it's your dream game next week. Army Navy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if you, uh, again, uh, the triple option's great unless it goes against the triple option. That it's pretty I'll answer boring. you, Kyle
1: uh, and Steven there in the chat asking about Utah USC. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know some sharp guys that bought up uh, Utah at three. I can't. I can't. Get there. I did not buy any of that personally. Um, To be honest with you, I'd even I'd even lean USC a bit at at the two and a half or a USC money line. Um, Again, I know it's going to be people going to the square side, the side that's going to have more of the handle. I get all that. Um, I just think this Utah team is not. I would have I would have faded USC if it would have been against Oregon, even even Washington as a bigger dog. I would have preferred. I just don't see. You know, we just talked about with Michigan Purdue. I just don't see it with this Utah team uh, in terms of being able to keep up with – and even, say again, similar thing with TCU where TCU had all these games early in the season that could have lost. Same thing with USC, and now USC's kind of – they've really been hit their form. Addison's healthy again. Their defense is playing a little bit better. So I think the time to strike and beat USC was – was a few weeks ago uh, for for a team like you, and again, they'll obviously be much tougher matchups. And you know, if they get in the playoff for them, then we can talk about a USC yeah. fade. But this Utah team, for me, I, I just don't, I just don't see it. I don't think Cam ryzen has been playing particularly well either. They don't have a lot of explosive playmakers at all. Um, so I, I lean USC um, or a USC money line if you can find a cheap one. Uh, I just, I can't get, I, I, I can't get behind Utah.
0: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. If you remember back when they first played, I had Utah as a big, big play, probably my biggest play of the season. Um, They ended up winning, but not covering. But the thing I noticed in that game, USC's offensive line dominated. This is not the same Utah defensive line from a year ago. They were getting pushed all... Now, there was a motion. They were honoring a couple players who had passed. They came back, Utah, after falling behind early. They went for two at the end. But I agree with you 100%. I was hoping Oregon... Um, Utah, I don't think I know people want to fade. I listen, I faded them like eight times this year. I know people want to fade the Trojans. I don't think this is the spot. I think they win kind of easy, uh, tonight. I really do.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, if we want to USC, hopefully if, if we want to fade USC, I think we hope they yeah. you know, get R- into the playoff, and then uh, you can get them versus uh, you know a Georgia or something uh, where they're really stepping up in class and and you know going up against a couple teams that are way better in the trenches in Georgia or Michigan uh, as
0: opposed to this Utah yeah. team. listen, if USC plays Michigan, I might have to fly to Nevada and go to <laughs> Circus Sports <laughs> because those other books ain't going to be able to hold my money on that one. That's the one I've been waiting for. Give me Michigan, USC, and I am all in. Um, Well, hey, Kanish, we'll see about the bowl season. You know, I I don't hear – you you know, you're – we work here. I don't ever see any money. I never see any schedules. I don't know what's going on. Tell Moretto to get on the ball here. Uh but, not surprised oh, a Canadian man dropping the ball
1: there. Uh so, you know, why uh, we can go on World Cup Canada 0-3, uh out. Yeah. They might as well be Qatar with the with the way the Canadian. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, They've been warning
0: for weeks. I mean, get it over it. It's uh you know, you still got hockey. The so, hey, listen <laughs> for Tom Kasali. Uh, that's Joey Kanish, the Michigan man who took his shot and hit it big. Uh, sponsored by Circa Sports. Thank you to them for everything. And hopefully we'll see you next week on Hit the Books. <laughs>